You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Janet, it's so great to see you. Thanks so much for taking the time to uh, talk with me today. We're really excited to have you on the Family Law Professionals Collective and um, sharing your knowledge and expertise. So if you could just, you know, tell us your name again and so and tell us a little bit about your practice and your background. Sure. So my name's Janet Tai, and I am a Certified Financial Planner Certificate and a Certified Divorce Financial Analyst Certificate. Uh, so what I, um, I've been in the financial industry for a number of years and I practiced wealth management for over 20 years. Uh, but now uh, over the last year morphed into just working with divorcing clients. So just using the Certified Divorce Financial Analyst credential to work with individuals who are going through divorce um, through my firm, which is called Summit Divorce Advisors, and uh, working with them to help them on the financial aspects of their divorce. Wonderful. Thank you. And I know, I mean, as you and I have spoken before, I know that each case and each divorce is unique. Um, from your perspective as a financial advisor, someone that's certified a divorce financial analyst and advisor, what what kind of um, potentially um, advice would you give someone that's beginning on the journey of divorce through the process? And if you could give them a heads up or anything from a financial perspective. I, you know, I think one of the best pieces of advice is that, you know, you, if you're not, if, if one of the spouses is not already familiar with the financial situation um, of themselves and their family is use this as an opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. And that might be learning not only, you know, what kind of accounts and, and assets that you own, what kind of debts there are, but also, you know, what's your budget look like? What is the income? What are the expenses? What does it cost you to live? Um, and that's something that sometimes a lot of people have, have delegated to another spouse, but, you know, in the divorce, now you most likely will be responsible for your own situation. And, and I see it as that, you know, having this information gives you more knowledge and power to make the best decisions for you and your family going forward. So look at it as, as an opportunity to, to learn more and, and become more self-sufficient if you weren't already. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I think that that happens, you know, I see that happen more often than not, where the challenge really does become the opportunity to become empowered and informed, right? Yes, financial literacy happens as a result of a seeming crisis. Yes. And it can be daunting at first, mm -hmm. but, you know, over time, hopefully, you know, starting to learn more will, will then, you know, translate into that, having that better um, self-sufficiency and, and knowledge to help yeah. you move forward. And is that something that you do as the financial advisor role within the, the, the So I think, you know, we, we try to, I mean, it depends on how I'm acting. In, in some cases, I'm acting as a neutral party working with both spouses. And so in that case, 
Um, I'm trying to help both of them gather. But yes, <clears throat> to the extent that I can help to educate, if one party doesn't understand, you know, what's a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA? What does that mean from a tax perspective? What does that mean going forward? You know, why is it important to look at retirement accounts differently from non-retirement accounts? So, you know, as a neutral, I, I, I can't advise either of them on what's best for them, but I can just help to educate them and, and show all of the assets and, and, you know, help them both work through how to best split it for their, you know, family and what makes sense for them. Uh, If I'm working with just one of the parties as an advocate, then I can spend more time advocating and and saying, well, this is what I think might help you more if you can ask for this or this. So it depends on how I'm working with people who are divorcing. Yeah, and that and that segues really well into my next question, which is, you know, I can only imagine as you know from my from my role working with divorcing homeowners is that you know each 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 situation is so unique but it does require a good support team on the divorce team so what do you recommend to look for in a you know good financial planner so if if a person does need help more specifically to help them um figure out what makes most sense. And and this has come up in a couple of cases where I've been a neutral party, but one of the parties is looking at going forward, what's going to help me more. You know, it's hopefully looking for a planner who, who is not just looking to manage their assets, but looking to help give them guidance as far as a plan moving forward. You know, how can they um, have sufficient income to cover their expenses as well as continue to build up for retirement. And if there's children, how to, you know, be sure that they have enough things covered. So looking for a planner who is focused on, on the planning side of things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it might be someone who charges an hourly fee. Maybe they don't need ongoing investment advice, but Mm -hmm. more just planning advice. And so someone who is, you know, a fiduciary and who's not just looking to sell them, funds or or life insurance, but someone who can help them make plans for what they need. Yeah. And I think, do you find that there is a real big value add to being, um, having the designation of someone that's certified in divorce financial advisory versus someone maybe that's used to managing assets as a financial planner? Because I think you're, yes, I think the <clears throat> divorce financial analyst credential kind of focuses on what are some of the unique challenges of, of looking at divorce and what are some of the differences um, that come up in terms of how assets can be split or what are some of the other ramifications. And so that, you know, focusing on that and have you know, continuing education requirements as you go through in order to maintain the credential, make sure that we're keeping up on what are some of these strategies or ideas that, you know, can be given to these people as suggestions that they can consider um, to how they can maybe creatively come up with solutions that fit their needs and not just sort of a standard, here's what the court would order, but, you know, try to be creative. In most of the situations I've been working, it's either a mediation or a collaboratively mm-hmm settled case, not so much litigation. And so they're not going to court and they're not 
having a judge rule on how things should be, but trying to come up with solutions that work for their family. That yeah, better. Yeah, that planning versus management is so, so key. I mean, we find that we come up against that with clients coming to from the lending side too. It's like there's a, there's a difference in a certified divorce lending professional versus a lender, right? Like we're not mm-hmm. looking to take the app, surely that somewhere down the road that that, that you know, could happen. But um, it's, it's really about planning and strategizing and right. getting all the pieces of the puzzle working together, you know, so right. I think that's so important on the divorce team. Right. And it, and as I said, in this case, it's, you know, usually I'm working with people that have chosen not to go to court mm-hmm. that, you know, you're, you're trying to help them move into a place where they can, especially if there are children involved, be, you know, knowing they're going to have to co-parent as they move ahead, that they are still able to work with one another after this is over and be in a place where they can feel good about the agreements they've come up with together. And such a huge distinction. I mean, right. These decisions, these financial decisions, how they, you know, cascade into these kind of long-term, right. Right. Parenting structures. I mean, these are not things that you think about when you're first kind of embarking on this journey. So I think to have that kind of, um, 10,000 foot view from the team members, especially as a financial planner, is just so integral for the success of the family, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And even in cases where there's adult children um, that, you know, they aren't worrying about co-parenting plans, but they are still involved in both involved in their children's lives and maybe grandchildren. So they still both want to be in a place where they feel comfortable as they can with each other and don't feel like either one of them has been shortchanged right each time they see that person they think about the agreement they made right I'm sure right. that's come up um, right. so in, in the last question I have for you is do you have any like a particular memorable case it doesn't have to be huge but maybe that you've worked on um that impacted you personally or that just stands out to you and what about it did um I mean, each one has, you know, slightly different challenges to it. Um, you know, I think, you know, I've, I, I've seen one, uh, a couple of cases where there are long-term marriages, you know, 40 years, for example, and this is one I thought of. And, you know, they, <clears throat> each of the parties were um, very willing to work together to come up with solutions, but clearly there was still pain in, you know, the idea of ending a, a relationship that was that, that long, um, but they each more or less did kind of go out of their way to. Um, it, their intention was to make sure the other party was taken care of, but there were little quirks along the way, and sometimes, you know, I, I would point out some things to them that, okay, have you thought about this and thought about that, and then they, you know, made some adjustments based on some of the items I pointed out. But you know, it was sort of um, helpful to, for me to see that you know there are some people that are trying to do the right thing for each other, mm. knowing that they've decided that they can't, you know, they can't sustain the marriage anymore, but they are trying to make it and they are willing to be open to hear suggestions of how to make sure it is as fair as can be to each other. Um, and so, I, you know, that, you know, it, it really struck me that, you know, that was people can, even though they've decided they can't remain married, they are able to still work together to come up with a really good 
division and split and equitable both. Yeah, that's so hopeful, right? I mean, it's like we've we've spent, you know, in that case, half our lives with one another that 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 doesn't just drop off, right? Uh, or turn right. Uh, in a different direction. And so I think again, having having that container of a team to be able to right. kind of uh, because you know there is the potential that they could yeah. you know have toxic feelings and you know all that time down down you know in the past that yeah. you know could have resentment which. You know, it didn't appear to me that they were in that state, that they were trying hard to be in a place where they would not have resentment towards each other after this was done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. And um, is there any other thing that you wanted to share or how can people get a hold of you? Well, people can. uh, So it's just, you know, I think trying to be. open and, and, you know, transparent as you go through the process. Hopefully you're able to, if you're, if you are going through a divorce to work with your spouse, to try to do things as equitable, equitably as possible. And especially if there's children involved, how to, you know, make sure that they are not adversely impacted uh, by your, you know, decisions. Um, and they can find me uh, at my website, which is summitdivorceadvisors.com. Or through the Oregon Association of Collaborative Professionals, which is I'm part of as well, and on their website, um, that's the best way to find me. Wonderful! I know your time is so valuable, so this I really appreciate it, and um, I always get something Thank out you. of our conversation. So thanks again. Thank you, Manya. It's a pleasure speaking yeah. with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.